Money FM 89.3, best of workday afternoon. Welcome into the Soul of Business on Money FM 89.3. I'm Melissa Hyak. And uh, joining me today is Mr. Chia Kong Shung, Fraser's Property Limited's Group Chief Corporate Officer. Hello, Kong Shung. Hi, Melissa. Hello. Thank you for having me on your show. Thank you. Welcome to the show. Now, first of all, need to congratulate you, uh, or rather Fraser's, as being among the top three real estate players to be ranked in Straits Times Best Employers this year. Now, tell me, what's your secret? <laughs> okay, well, or rather, what are the defining features uh, of uh, Fraser's uh, properties, uh, uh, corporate culture uh, that helped you, you know, elevate you to being among the best employers? Sure. Um, maybe I'll start with some background with uh, Fraser's property. Uh, we've grown significantly in the last few years. We're now a leading uh, SGX listed multinational real estate company with a diversified business across asset classes and geographies. I'd say there are three main features to to our culture, or rather our approach to culture. Um, The first is around the fact that we are a purpose-driven organization. Purpose is uh, is inspiring experiences, creating places for good. And with this purpose, uh, you know, we we are very keen to create an environment where our employees bring their best to work, uh, where they can be themselves, where they are happy to contribute and are productive and effective in what they do. And a key part of uh, achieving this outcome is really uh, being, uh, uh, you know, open to diversity, uh, having equity in the approach that we uh, take in uh, conducting ourselves and being being inclusive. Uh, so, you know, creating an empathetic culture is a key uh, to what, what we want to do. The second thing that distinguishes our approach really is um, the emphasis on the well-being of our employees. Uh, especially in the last couple of years with the pandemic, uh, we've realized that it's not just health and safety, but it's also the physical and mental well-being of our employees that will help uh, you know, create a workforce that is happy and productive. I think the last part, uh, or rather the last element that, that's really important to us is really a, having a culture of listening. Um, we, we conduct group-wide surveys and pulse surveys to uh, get a sense of what our employees are thinking, what challenges they are facing, so that we can figure out what, what we can do to help support uh, them in overcoming uh, some of these issues in, in performing their, their, their jobs. Mm. So I'd say those are the two or three key features that distinguishes Mm. us. Mm. Okay, you've given us quite a lot to unpack there. Uh, but let me just take the, the, the last one that you mentioned, culture of listening. Um, I find that for a good number of companies, while they have the best intentions at the strategic level, right, the objectives mm. are there, the vision and mission statements, values are all that there. But where they tend to fall short would be when it's actually uh, implemented, uh, mm. you know, as it trickles down, down through the layers, right? Um, a lot of managers or some managers uh, are not well-trained or equipped uh, to carry out uh, or to personify the sort of values, uh, the sort of culture that the company uh, would like to to be in place for, for all the employees. So how, how does Fraser's uh, prepare its managers or equip its managers in this regard? Because yep. a lot of people say, you know, you join companies, but you leave managers. Well, it's a journey. It's a journey. I think for us, uh, we've taken a few steps uh, forward. Um, we, we ran a group-wide culture survey, for example, just last year, um, and this is to try and get a common benchmark on culture across the 
group. Uh, but what's important is that you know we continue to do these uh, surveys over time so that we can compare our performance relative to benchmarks. And uh, by you know creating some of these uh, processes and frameworks, uh, we we create a common language that our managers and our people can use to mm. uh, gauge how we how we're doing. Mm. But it's a journey, and uh, it's uh, it's something it's a journey that needs to continue over time and executed and be executed consistently. Mm-hmm. I'm glad you mentioned com- common language uh, because behind common language is a, a common understanding. Uh, you know, when you talk about you know, giving your best, right? What's your best and what's my best and how we express it uh, could be very different uh, person to person. So having that common language is really important. Uh, now, during, the COVID, during COVID, right, um, you know, Fraser's continued to expand, continued mm-hmm. on its business plans. Uh, but we also saw the phenomenon of what, you know, I'm sure you've heard it, too many times already, the great resignation, uh, you know, which was uh, sending ripples throughout the world. Um, how much of uh, that kind of impact did uh, the pandemic have uh, on your company and your employees? Did it, did it have any impact on your approach to people management and, and retaining talent? Sure. I, I think, uh, you know, we, we all went through COVID and uh, part of the experience was having to work from home. Many people suffered from stress, uh, anxiety and burnout. From a variety of different factors, uh, this could have been, you know, the blurring of lines between work and personal lives, mm. longer work hours, mm. and you know, essentially, a lot of this has thrown the spotlight on how important uh, when mental wellness is to to employees in general. So people have started to reassess priorities, and it's you know, it takes more than just monetary incentives to motivate and retain talent. And I'd say we've evolved as a result of these ex- this experience in two ways. Uh, the first is around wellness, as I mentioned earlier. Mm. Uh, we really recognize that employees are our most valuable resource. And uh, what this means is that our employee well-being is really critical. And we've set ourselves uh, a few goals to achieve, right? And these goals include trying to build a, a wellness culture uh, that allows our employees to be positively engaged. Uh, we want to create awareness that, hey, it's not just physical health and safety, but it's also mental well-being that's important as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've, we've tried to uh, foster a more connected workforce. And it's really important that we allow uh, a work environment that's safe and inclusive. The other thing that, that uh, has uh, changed in our approach is we, we now recognize that you know, um, our responses need to continually evolve to meet changing expectations from our workforce. So, for example, uh, as, as part of the International Women's Day earlier this year, we took the opportunity to update our employee leave and benefits in Singapore. So, for a start, uh, we decided to make uh, maternity and paternity leave benefits equitable for all employees regardless of nationality. Uh, oh, okay. So this means, you know, female employees receive 16 weeks of pater- uh, maternity leave mm-hmm. while male employees get two weeks of paternity leave mm-hmm. uh, so that they can support uh, uh, spouses and, and to care for their newborns. We've also um, extended gender-neutral compassionate leave uh, to support pregnancy, pregnancy loss, for example. Mm-hmm. So this is just to recognize, um, you know, for both, um, uh, you know, for our employees, uh, male and female uh, you know, being compassionate is, is, is you know, equitable uh, regardless mm. of gender. Mm. So we've recognized that we need to evolve and make sure that our policies constantly uh, are reviewed uh, to meet expectations, um, you know, from, from our people. Mm. What do you have in place for people who are single and who may have uh, elderly parents to, to take care of? Yeah. 
So we we have uh, a compassionate leave allowances for situations like that in in uh, in uh, 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 already. Mm-hmm. So we've now just extended this to allow sort of gender gender neutral compassionate leave for for things mm-hmm. like pregnancy loss as well. So mm-hmm. just expanding the scope of what we currently have. Mm-hmm. It's interesting you should bring up um, uh, gender equity as an example. Uh, Singapore, as you know, right, uh, recently endorsed the white paper on Singapore women's development. Uh, you know, to to have a more a fairer and more inclusive society. Um, how how else do you promote gender equity uh, at Fraser's? What kind of yeah. what kind of ratio are we looking at in terms of the male and female uh, population at the company? Well, uh, at the moment, uh, we have a gender balanced workforce at a, a 50-50 ratio. Oh, okay. Okay, um, that's good. Actually, at the uh, senior management level, uh, we've actually improved our female representation from mm-hmm. 38% to 42% last mm-hmm. year. Um, we, we are a signatory to the UN Women's Empowerment Principles, and mm-hmm. we are... Uh, and also the Urban Land Institute's uh, Champions of Change pledge, where you know we essentially try to adopt best practice in promoting gender equity and women empowerment in the workplace mm-hmm. and in the community. Mm-hmm. And I think we've, we've made some good progress, and we'll want mm-hmm. to continue to support advancement of mm-hmm. uh, women in our ranks. Mm-hmm. Do we do we see um, potentially? Do you try to also balance the ratio uh, in different di- business units? Because there, there is a tendency, right? I think overall we get a nice ratio, but yep. then we there is in in some cases uh, the tendency for certain concentration, right, of yeah. gender in particular business units. Yeah, I, I think that that there is a little bit of that that needs to be managed over time. Um, so we we constantly. Uh, I suppose monitor these these ratios. There are, uh, in some cases, structural constraints to mm. to what we can actually do, and we're not targeting this for the sake of the numbers, right? Mm. I think we mm-hmm. we also want yes. to make sure uh, that we uh, bring uh, people in and and we promote people for uh, competency reasons, right? They mm-hmm. they have to be good at yes. what they do. Yes. So gender is important, but it, this it should not dis- detract from the fact that. Uh, the best people are, are put into the roles that uh, that we have. Okay, as a woman, I'm very glad to hear you say that. Uh, I think whether it's uh, gender equality or eth- ethnicity e- uh, equity, you know, I think none of us wants to feel that we are being put there as a token representation. So I'm, I'm glad you still Precisely. continue to have the rigorous uh, requirements, you know, f- uh, when when you uh, put a person in a certain position. Now, um, with COVID, um, you know, obviously work from home was you know the main arrangement. And now as we go towards normalcy, um, how much of the hybrid flexible arrangements have uh, has your company retained? Yeah, so um, we've got a flexible work uh, um, uh, policy um, across the group. In Singapore, uh, we've rolled out a flexible work arrangement which mm. allows our employees to work uh, up to two days uh, uh, at, from home. Okay. Um, we feel that that's the right balance because uh, at the core of most businesses is the culture of the organization. And our thought process is that uh, we do need people to come together to work in teams, mm. uh, to transmit culture, mm. to provide uh, uh, mentorship and role modeling uh, mm. in order to grow uh, and develop our culture. Mm. If we don't come together, you know, unfortunately, we, we can't do that. And we think that by having at least three days in the office for, for everyone, mm. Uh, mm. We, we can strike the balance between uh, evolving and developing our culture and providing the flexibility that many people uh, are looking for. Mm, mm. At the same time, I, I believe that some employers and employees right, will are concerned about uh, the potential uh, disconnect 
from the company, right? They spend, say, 40% of the time away from the office. So how are you combating this? Yeah, I, I think um, it, it's, certainly, uh, it's certainly something that we, we need to watch out for mm-hmm. in terms of uh, the disconnect. Yeah, and if you don't mind me saying so, some may also feel um, disadvantaged when it comes yes. to performance review, etc. That's right. So I, I think there are three fundamental things that we should really be looking at. The first is to actively listen and, and to check on how our employees doing in these type of uh, uh, um, you know, situations, like even whether it's a flexible work arrangement. So the, the culture surveys, the pulse, uh, pulse surveys that, uh, that we've been doing, that, that needs to continue to make sure we understand where people are at in terms of their thought processes. The second element to this is really around communication, just mm. making sure that even if people are working uh, flexibly working from home or, or, or whatever. The, the engagement, the communication is strong. We, we try to engage our employees, uh, you know, at multiple levels. Uh, so, for example, we run group town halls and many of our leaders, leaders also conduct regular communication sessions mm-hmm. with their teams. Mm-hmm. And this is to facilitate two-way engagement. Uh, and I think that's really important. The last pillar is really around being, being flex- flexible and being, being open to change. Um, I talked about the flexible work uh, policy that we have in Singapore mm-hmm. and elsewhere. Mm-hmm. And I think what is critical is, um, you know, just making sure that our policies allow us to respond to what our people need in order to be effective in their roles. Mm. So having that mindset uh, of being flexible and open to change and just being prepared to assess what we've got relative to what is needed uh, is, is uh, going to be important. Wow. Okay. Well, thanks so much for sharing about the what Fraser's is doing to to be you know a good employer uh, to to his employees. I just have time for one very very quick question. Are you hiring? <laughs> yes. <we are. laughs> oh, please tell please tell our listeners out there which areas you're looking at. <laughs> well, I, I think quick we <laughs> we are hiring across a number of different areas. Okay. Uh, you know, uh, we will we'll, we'll have job ads out there uh, uh, across uh, different different uh, core areas. Right. You know, whether it's from HR to uh, operations to asset management to investments. Okay, yeah. <laughs> okay so people go to Fraser's uh, website or check out LinkedIn. Mr. Chia Kongshong, thank you so much for talking to us and, and sharing so candidly with us. Thank you, Melissa. Thank you for having me. Thank you, Kongshong. Chia Kongshong is the Group Chief Corporate Officer of Fraser's Property Limited. I'm Melissa Kia for the Workday Afternoon. You're with Money FM 89.3. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A W E D I O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.